welcome to the Blooming Podcast. I'm Annabelle Ingleton and I'm your host. This is a show that focuses on all things healing, growth, and transformation. From modalities to the best books, possibly some resources you've never heard about, and the best and new experiential therapies, products, and services that really offer true change and relief. We're talking emotionally, physically, and mentally, brain, body, and soul. I'm sharing with you the best in the healing industry. We're having conversations with therapists, coaches, healers, and entrepreneurs. I'm also going to be sharing with you interviews with my clients, people that have coached with me in my coaching practice, whether it be men and women in my one-on-one program, Trauma to Triumph, or women in my group coaching program, Bloom. I'm going to be pulling back the curtain so you can get all the behind the scenes details about where they started, what their biggest struggles were, what we did together, and how their life is different now. Was it worth it? All the ups and downs. And we're just going to get really honest about how this work made a big difference in their lives. So if you're ready for some honest conversations, painful truths, helpful information, and real practical tools that actually work, you're in the right place. Let's get going and welcome. Hi, my friends, and welcome to this episode of the Blooming Podcast. I'm so excited to be with you today. We are talking all about attracting a wonderful man and what a man finds attractive in a woman, why he is attracted to certain types of women, and what kind of women men marry, what kind of women that men choose, what kind of women do men commit to, what kind of women that men are attracted to. It's very, very different than what you may think, or you might be surprised by what I talk about, but I'm going to give you all the inside stuff here because I think women are really under the misconception of what kind of women men want, and they're doing things that are actually repelling men. So let's get right into it. I'm not even going to waste any time. I want this episode short, sweet, and to the point. All right. So what is a high value woman? I actually don't like this term. I've heard this term used a lot in social media, on YouTube, by the red pill people, just around everywhere. People talk about high value man, high value woman. And I don't think it's a bad term per se. I don't think it's derogatory, but I do see that it, what I believe people are trying to say is someone that a person deems very valuable. But when we say high value woman, it sounds like a title with certain traits. And I really think that value is in the eye of the beholder, just like beauty is, right? And people find different things valuable, right? Some people find Chanel bags valuable. I'm one of those people. And some people see them as a waste. They don't see them as an investment like I do. People don't see diamonds or jewelry as an investment. I do. Some people don't think reading or education is valuable. I do. Some people think that a nice car is valuable or you know, NFTs, whatever. Everybody has a different idea of what value is. But what I want to talk about here is when I say high value woman or even high value man, I'm really referring to the traits that the opposite gender deems as very, very valuable in a mate that makes them want to choose them, date them, commit to them, and then marry them. That's what I deem as high value. And you're going to notice this is going to be different for every man. If you ask 10 different men in 10 different socioeconomic standings, they're probably all going to give you really different ideas of what they deem valuable, right? So I've been studying the male and female brain for a very long time. I study 
human behavior. I study behavioral change. I study happiness. I study love. I study wealth. I study trauma and healing and mostly what makes people do things and what makes people not do things, what makes people take action and not take action. And because of this, I have a lot of inside information that's neuroscience-based. So this is literally biologically, physically, and hormonally. And what gender-wise, what makes men want certain things and what makes women want certain things. I want us to start into this understanding that what I'm talking about is when I say a good man, a high-value man, I'm talking about a man that's a provider, a protector, and a procreator. He is a provider, a protector, and a committed procreator, meaning he is a healthy masculine man who has God at his center and his foundation who wants a woman that he can provide, protect, and procreate with, meaning have children, make a family, and commit to. I'm not talking about guys that want to just have fun, party, make a lot of money, give in to their own basic, you know, baser needs and instincts and have fun and things like that. Those are totally different people. I'm talking about the kind of man that I want and the kind of woman that I believe he wants, okay? And again, based, this is all based on studying the human brain, studying the female brain, studying the male brain, understanding the neuroscience of love and chemistry. Cause love guys, just so you know, love is a formula. It is a biological thing that happens internally. Yes, it's a decision. Love and attraction and commitment, wanting to spend time with somebody and deep connection. These are really behavioral decisions that the human body make based on hormone reactions. They're based on emotional reactions that happen internally based on signals and influences that are happening on externally and internally. So you have to understand that the reason we make decisions, the reason we do things a certain way, the reason we're attracted to certain things is because of the way they make us feel and the story we tell ourselves based on those emotions. And the way we have certain emotional reactions, they're based on external factors. It triggers certain reactions in our body, certain emotions in our body, certain thoughts in our mind, and then stories we tell ourselves and then decisions that we make as a result of it. Okay. And men and women, guys, they work differently. Men and women are attracted to different things. Women, because we are receivers, we're multipliers, we're influencers, we are procreators, and we're emotional feelers. Men, I mentioned before, they want to provide, they protect, and they're committed procreators, but they're logical thinkers. They do things based on logic, thinking, and a sequence of events, very cause and effect. Whereas women, we tend to be making decisions emotionally. And these are the two factors that can get in the way for women, because I'm talking to you women. I know guys listen to this, watch this and listen to this podcast, but I'm talking to you women because you specifically women want to know what about yourself? What are you doing to attract a man? And there's so much going on both verbally and non-verbally that is attracting a man or repelling a man. So now that I got that out of the way, so let's talk about what a high value woman and what a man deems as high value. I want to start off to really quickly by sharing my story and how I got to this point and how I understand this about men and how I understand this about women. I was a woman that did not attract high value men. I attracted very feminine men, men that were not in their masculine. I used to attract men that were more takers than givers. They weren't providers and protectors. They were committed procreators. I definitely attracted men that wanted to stay with me. They chose me. They committed to me. They didn't leave me. 
I knew how when I got a man, I knew how to keep them and all this good stuff. But the quality of man that I was getting wasn't good. And it was because of the woman that I was and these certain factors that I'm going to talk about here. I want to share really quickly, how did I learn all this and what really made me dive into studying the male brain, the female brain, love, attraction, connection, commitment, and things like this, and just successful marriages in general, because I really needed to know and wanted to know how do I get my wonderful husband that I know is going to benefit my life, benefit my children, and you know make me ultimately happy. I know that based on what God says, man should not be alone. So I was attracting men that were emotionally unavailable, that were takers, not givers, not providers. They weren't very protectory. They weren't masculine men. I was not attracting masculine men because I was so much my masculine. I was attracting feminine men. There's always a balance. There's always like the yin and the yang. And whatever you are, you're going to typically going to attract your opposite. So if you're going to men, you're going to attract men that like women that come to them, right? And that's what I was. I was always in my masculine. So I was attracting them. But then here's the other thing. I thought, okay, so now that I was married, the marriage ended, unfortunately. And I decided, okay, I'm going to get back into the dating scene eventually. I want to get myself together. So I'm ready to date. What did I do? I focused on my career. I wanted to make a lot of money. I told myself I wanted to be successful. I wanted to have a lot to offer a man. And then a man would choose me. I lost 25 pounds. I got in shape. I wanted to just be the best woman out there so that I would be deemed a really great companion or a great option for a man. I worked really hard to provide and protect and be a good procreator. This was like my obsession. I thought once I have a great job, make a lot of money, I'm successful. I have my own home. I have a nice car. I have a great body. I'm smart. I have a lot of great things to talk about. I'm a great Christian woman. Like I thought I needed to have all these ducks in a row and then a man would choose me. Well, I got all those things done and guess what? Nothing changed. Nothing happened. Nothing changed. I was still attracting the same type of man and I didn't understand it. And not only that, I would say, not even I would say, I want to share that. It was even harder for me to attract a great guy. If I attracted a lot of guys before, I attracted 70% less men. I didn't understand it. I was like, why is it that I'm attracting even less men, lower quality men, men that were even more effeminate, men that were not provider protectors, procreators. Here's the one thing I will say about myself. I did attract guys that wanted to commit, but I didn't attract guys that were providers and protectors. I always chose really great men. I'm so blessed. My picker is very good in that sense that I always chose great guys. I have a strong aversion to men that are cheaters, bad guys, you know, just F boys, whatever you want to call them. I didn't let myself ever attract those guys. I never chose men like that. If I saw them, I was like, get out. So I was a good qualifier. I thought I would get higher quality men because I became high quality. I thought I was high value. I'm going to get a high value guy now. It didn't happen. I made the mistake of believing that if I had a lot to offer a man, things, success, money, a great body, a great brain, career, things. And if I gave a lot, then I would receive a lot. And I think this is one of the big mistakes that women make because men do not choose a woman because of these things. You are not deemed high value because of those things. Are they good to have? Yes. Are they a great asset? Yes. Is you having an income and being educated and being 
a wonderful woman and having a great body and making love to your man, cooking, pleasing him, essential and necessary and great. Of course they are. I'm not saying we negate them. I'm not saying that we don't have a brain and we're not educated. We don't have an opinion. Of course not. Men want those things, but this isn't the way that a man chooses a partner. We think that men want that because that is what we women want. We want someone that provides for us and creates safety. We want someone that protects us and creates safety and security. We want a man that commits to us and loves us and chooses us that creates safety. And we think that because we want that, men want that. And men want that, but that's not what they use to choose a woman. That's not what they're attracted to in a woman. We start showing those things and we want to share them. And then we think that that's going to impress a man and it doesn't. That's not what a man chooses. So let's get into, I say all that to say that because I believed that lie too, and it's a big, big lie. We think we want a provider, protector, and procreator that men want a provider, protector, and a procreator. We think that a man wants a woman that provides, protects him, gives, makes him feel safe, makes him feel secure, and makes him feel loved. That is not what a man wants. A man wants to feel respected. He wants to feel needed. He wants to feel capable. He wants to feel accomplished. He wants to feel appreciated. And that's how he feels loved. I say that men want respect, but when men are respected, that's how they feel love. We feel love when we're safe, secure, chosen, and committed to. That's how we feel loved. So they're very different things. It looks different in a partner, okay? If you're thinking this, if you've been making that same mistake, it's not your fault. This is what society has taught us. Be that boss chick. Get your career. Make a lot of money. Be beautiful. Have a nice body. Stay looking young. Be a good girl. Give a lot. Cook a lot. You know, do all these like very performance-based things, but this is very masculine energy. And you can still do those things, but that's not why a partner, a man's going to choose you as his partner. Okay. So just, I want you to keep that top of mind. And this is why once I got my list of I'm successful, I'm an entrepreneur, I make a lot of money, I'm smart, I have a home. And then I was like, where are the guys at? This actually made it harder. And here's why I want to say for you and for me, here's why I want to explain why it made it harder for me. Because I was making so much money, I fell into the idea that a man should make more money than me, that he should provide more. I don't want to talk about income because it's not important, but because I made so much based on societal standards, right? Like money is subjective to everybody. A man might meet me and say, you're broke because he's a millionaire, right? But for me, from like where I came from, I used to make $36,000 a year as a single mom, even in when I was 32, like when I got married. And to me, that was a lot. That was almost $3,000 a month. And I had my own condo with my daughter. I felt like a rich chick. I felt so successful. And I was like, I met my husband and he was like, you have it together. And I did. I was so proud of myself considering where I came from. I felt amazing. But now that I was making a lot more, I was thinking, okay, so I want a man to make more than me. Now I have a lot more. I think a man should make more. And ladies, if you guys understood that percentage of men that make over six figures is so low. I want to say a majority of people make less than $100,000 a year. So if you're looking for a man that's 6'2", makes six figures, has a master's degree, is gorgeous, loves God, like this list is like so high, we need to chill out. And that's how my list was. I got a big reality check. And then I just learned those things don't matter because they didn't matter. I met guys that had a lot of those things, but their heart wasn't good. Once I got my love from God and I had that foundational need met already, and I loved myself and I really, really loved my life, my picker is actually very different. I would choose a different man than I probably would have a year and a half ago. I want someone that is 
independent and confident and all these things, but like the income wasn't an issue. I don't focus on that. It made my expectations way too high. It's good to have high standards. Don't get me wrong, ladies. We're not saying we're dropping our standards, but you need to be realistic about what is available out there. And if you're thinking that you're only going to get a man that makes a million dollars a year or a quarter of a million dollars a year, those men are few and far between. And we are missing out and leaving out so many amazing men when you do that. Okay. And then men know that too. Men are very realistic and they say, I don't want a woman that makes a lot of money. I don't need that because I'm going to be providing. She could work at Starbucks. She can work at Target. She can, you know, be a secretary. She can just be a teacher. She could be whatever, like, and not make a lot, but because she's a good woman, that's what I want. So let's get started right there because that's the first point that I want to make is that men choose women for very specific reasons, but I want to focus on three main things here that I believe men really, really focus on. And this is what they determine to be someone who they consider to be valuable, meaning they see those traits as important assets in a person. Because if a a person has these assets and these attributes, these behaviors, these tendencies, it will make life with them better. If I interact with someone with these characteristics, with these traits, with these behaviors, I'm going to be better. I'm going to feel better. It's going to make me feel calm. And I want you guys to recognize this. We make decisions based on who we have in our life. We don't choose them unless you're a materialistic, narcissistic psychopath and psychopaths. And I say this, these are real terms. I don't like diagnosing people and, you know, putting people in boxes. A psychopath is a person who uses somebody for short-term gain, somebody who just wants them for money, somebody who just wants somebody for sex somebody who just wants somebody for their fame, for who they know, for what they can get out of them. That is somebody who's selfish, narcissistic, psychopath, okay? This is very common out there. There's people who just want a man to give them bags and a nice lifestyle, you know? But healthy, healthy, healthy people, operative word being healthy, healthy people choose partners because of how they make them feel when they are with them. Now, I want to make something else really clear. It's not that the person makes you feel a certain way. That term is very incorrect. I wouldn't tell a guy, you made me feel angry. No, the thing that the circumstance that we were in created a reaction in me and then I felt angry and then I decided to choose that emotion to feel longer in my body, right? To feel angry. And maybe it's an appropriate reaction to have, but you don't want to trust your initial reaction. Those are primitive reactions and We don't want to just go off of that. An unhealthy woman does that. She's very reactive and she goes off of impulsive feelings that she has. A healthy person chooses a partner because of when they are with them, they feel really, really good. They feel loved, accepted, safe, secure, respected, all these things, right? Like appreciated. So first and foremost, that is what a man chooses. That is what a man uses to pick a partner. He says, how do I feel? when we are together as a unit, not how she is when she's by herself, how I am when I'm by myself, but when we are together, when we are in a relationship, how do I feel when I'm with her? And this is what a man uses. And this is what I want to offer. You need to be using too. How do you feel when you're with them together? What are the predominant feelings that you feel when you're with them? When you guys are apart, are you feeling safe and secure there too? But more than anything, it's how do I feel? How does this person make me feel? How do I feel when we're in a relationship together? That is the first and foremost thing that a man uses to choose a woman. What does a man use to deem a woman as high value? Okay. I believe that a man wants a confident, comfortable, and in control. 
So let's go into these three. Okay. When we talk about a woman that is confident, comfortable, and in control, first and foremost, the in control part is essential because it informs her being comfortable and confident. If you've listened to any of my older videos or if you consume my content, especially if you've watched my mini course, my mini course, how to master your God-given femininity and undo unhealthy masculine patterns. I explain really deeply what the scared masculine girl is and the confident feminine woman. I also have a podcast episode here. I'll link it below in the show notes where I discuss this, but I go deep into it in my short mini course. It's $47. If you want to learn about it and learn about this thing that I'm going to talk about deeper, go watch that course. It's so awesome. Okay. When we're talking about a woman that is comfortable, confident, and in control, we are talking about a woman that is single. So when I talk about a person that is, and even a man is single, okay? So you have to be a single person before you become a double, before you become married. So a single person is somebody that feels that is unique, separate, and whole. These are the traits that contribute to a woman that is comfortable, confident, and in control. Let's talk about a woman that is unique. She is herself. She is different than others. Gives off an aura and just portrays herself as I'm different than others. This is who I am. I'm comfortable with who I am. I'm not trying to be a copycat. I like these certain things. I don't like these certain things. I want to give you an example. I use me as an example because that's all I can use other than, you know, who my kids or something. But like for me, I'm a coach. I'm a Christian woman. I'm a single mom. I'm divorced. I'm a Latina. I speak Spanish. I love the arts. I love Jesus. I go to church. I read the Bible. I read three to four books a month. I love singing. I love dance. I love ballet. I love opera. I love concerts. I love live music. I love instruments. I love men who play the piano or guitar and sing. (laughs) God sent me a musician. No, just kidding. So these are certain things about me that might interest a man, right? And see me as unique. I don't try to be someone who likes sports. I don't like sports at all. I would never try to lie and act and be different than I am. This is a woman who's unique is somebody who understands herself, loves herself, loves her past, loves her present, loves especially her future, knows her future, understands herself. She understands where she comes from. She doesn't bemoan her past. She is like really clear on herself and she doesn't try to be like other people. I don't try to dress like other people. I don't try to wear my makeup like other people. I don't ask people for fashion advice. I like what I like. I like wearing blazers. If I could wear a white t-shirt, blazer, and jeans every day, I swear to you, I would. I'm so boring. I don't care. I'm classic. I like clothes that are just very classic and minimal, not very trendy. And I'm unique. I'm different than other women. And I know that a man who meets me will see that I'm very different and with another woman. So a man wants a woman that is comfortable in her own skin. She is confident about herself. This is who I am. I'm not going to be like anybody else. She's not a copycat. This is so attractive to a man. Okay. So she is confident about who she is and she owns it and she'll share it. She'll say, like, if I had a guy ask me recently, Hey, do you like sports or something? And I said, I would text back and I said, not in the least. And he said, Oh, okay. And I said, I'm not one of those women that's going to act like I like sports. I'm not going to tell you that I love games and watching it. Will I do it? Of course. If you invite me to a game, I'm, I'll love to go. We can watch a sports game on TV. There's certain sports I like. I'm kind of boring. I like tennis. I like golf. I like basketball, but that's it. The other sports, I don't know. They're boring to me. I don't want to watch them. I'm not going to lie to a guy and act like I do because what's the point? And a lot of women do that. A lot of women will act like we like things for a guy 
because he likes them. Don't do that. Be unique. Be yourself. Express what you like and don't like. Men appreciate your confidence about who you are and who you are not. This is very attractive to a man. A man likes somebody who knows what she wants, knows who she is, and is confident about it. So this is the first thing that I want you to see that is very attractive to a man. Okay. So confidence in herself. The second thing about that, she knows everything about herself and she doesn't give it away very quickly, like very at one time. She's not going to just divulge everything. Here's my trauma. This is what happened as a kid. Like she's not going to share all of it on the first date. She knows who she is, but she drops it off and gives it to him in slow doses. Yeah. Because she knows that it's her information, her private life. And she has boundaries around herself and what she's willing to share. And at what time you don't get all of me all right away, right? You don't get all of me right away. You're not going to know everything about me. Take your time. I need to get to know you too. The same way that you want to know me, I'm going to drop that off to you, or I'm going to share that with you slowly. Okay. So it's very, very important. So she's a bit mysterious and she's willing to let him wait to get to know her. She's not in a rush to divulge who she is. Okay. And she's confident about that. The second one is the separate part of being single member, unique, separate and whole. She's independent. She's comfortable being by herself. This is so important. A man loves a woman who is confident being by herself. She's comfortable being alone. She is comfortable when you leave. She's comfortable when you go and come back. She's comfortable being by herself. She's comfortable in a relationship. She's comfortable being by herself and she's comfortable being with others and she's comfortable being independent. One, because she loves her life and she loves herself. She likes spending time with herself because she loves her. I love me, right? I love being by myself. I will admit before I was terrified of being alone. I couldn't be by myself. Not because I didn't love myself, but I think there was a lot of shame and things that I carried, but mostly because I didn't have a life. I didn't create a life that I loved. I had a life that was very dependent on other people. I wasn't independent. I was hyper-independent in certain ways, and I was really codependent in certain ways. And so when I was with a man, I made him everything, and I would lose my life and forget all about it and drop it for a guy. Men do not like when women do this. A man doesn't want to be responsible for your entire life. He wants to be in it. He wants to be involved in it, but he wants to see that you love your life and that you have a life outside of him. This is something that a lot of women do as soon as they get a boyfriend and because it feels so good to be wanted by him and because you have a great time together, you lose yourself in a man and you become blended. You become really codependent and then you forget who you are, what you like. You forget your friends, your hobbies, your schedule, your work. I used to like, call off work to spend time with a guy. I used to just give up my friends. Whenever I had a boyfriend, none of my friends saw me anymore. And I would forget a lot of my responsibilities. It was really unhealthy. So a man finds a woman that is comfortable in her own life, that is confident about her life. She loves her life. This is really, really sexy and attractive to a man. He values a woman that has her own life and she really loves it. She has hobbies. She has interests. She has friends. She has commitments. She has a schedule that she keeps. She doesn't drop everything for a man. And I want you to think if this is something that you do, when he sees you that you just drop everything to the demise, you drop everything in your life for a guy, a man will see this as very low value. You drop your status. You look like you don't value yourself and therefore he doesn't value you. And this is very important to not do. If you don't have hobbies and interests in life outside of a man or outside of your relationships, why not? Why aren't you creating this? If you don't have the money for it, why aren't you making more money or budgeting better? 
so that you can create. If you love traveling, if you love dance classes and art classes or cooking classes or flower arranging classes or sports or going to the gym and you have all these hobbies that you like doing and you're not doing them, why not make time for them? A man wants a woman who loves her life because when you love your life, he's going to want to be in your life too. If you hate your life, he's going to say, if you don't like your life, why do I want to be in it? Like, I don't want to be in your life if you don't like it. I wouldn't either. If a guy hated his life, I would not want, I wouldn't go near it. Right. And we give off that vibe when we put everything into a man and become really codependent or we're really hyper independent. We don't let anybody in. We're like, this is my life. It's my personal property. This is my stuff. I'm not going to give it to you. It looks very unattractive and a man will be repelled by that behavior. So ask yourself, do you have a life you love? Do you have hobbies and interests and things that you're doing? You really find a lot of happiness in, a lot of joy, a lot of love. Are you creating a life that you really love? Another thing that I notice a lot of women do with their partner in regards to this is they're waiting to do things when they get a partner. I'm going to wait and travel when I get married. I'm going to wait and start my business once I get married. I'm going to buy a house once I get married. Sometimes you have the ability to do that now. Why won't you do that now? Why aren't you going on the trips by yourself or with girlfriends or with your church? Or, you know, just there's lots of ways to travel. There's lots of ways to do things. If you're waiting to make your life better with a man, this means that you aren't valuing yourself and you're not willing to make yourself happy that you only see happiness associated with a man. And that's not true. That is completely untrue. And a man doesn't want to be with a woman that puts all her happiness on him. It's way too much pressure. No man wants to be all your happiness. He wants to see that you love God, that you love yourself, that you have friends, that you have family, a career if you have one, right? He wants to see that you love your own life. And this is something that he sees very, very attractive. So this is the comfortable and confident part of those three things, right? Comfortable, confident. And now let's talk about the control part. So he wants a woman that is in a man, a high value man wants a high value woman that is in control of herself, of situations around her, of her emotions, of her thoughts, of her behaviors, of her relationship. This is very, very attractive to a man. He wants to see that you are whole in the sense that your actions match your feelings. Your feelings match your actions. Your goals are aligned with what you're doing. Everything is in control. Like you can control your behaviors, emotional reactions. Are you having healthy reactions to things? Are you handling conflict well? Do you control your thoughts? Are you very scared or depressed? Do things shut you down completely? You know, it's fair to have moments where there's grief and you have, you get sad you're to be scared over things, but can you not control your emotions, your reactions, your words, what you say to a man? Can you control your behaviors? When you say you're going to do something, do you do it? Do you keep your word? Are you in control of those things? Because a man wants to see that if you're in control of yourself, that when you're with him, if you guys have issues, you're going to be in control of yourself when he's with you too. This is very, very sexy to a man. This is a great trait in a partner. I don't know about you, but I don't want a man that when something happens, he's going to fall apart and he's going to lose it. He's going to be really angry. He's going to be abusive. He's going to be physically out of control. I want someone that knows how to manage their emotions. They have self-discipline. They have self-control. It's one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, right? To be in control of yourself. And a lot of women and men, especially women, I would say, a lot of women say, well, I'm just emotional. You know, no, you can be emotional and you can control your emotions. You can feel an emotion, stop, 
notice it and not react based on your emotion. This is such an important trait to have as a woman, but this is something that the scared masculine girl does not do. She is very reactive. As soon as she has an emotion, she's impulsive and she acts on it. She doesn't have what I call the power of the pause and waits and notices the consequences of her actions. I believe that a confident feminine woman stops and says, what are the consequences to me doing this? Does this help me create the vision that I want? What am I communicating to the world if I do this? She stops and asks herself. So she's very much in control. If you're not in control of yourself, a man says, if I'm with her when we have issues, like she's going to blow up on me. It's going to be embarrassing. What if she does this in public? How is she going to be with my children, with our children? If he has children, let's say both of you guys have children and you guys bring family together, how are you going to treat his children? How are you going to react to things? This is so important and it's such an important trait. You would deem this as a deal breaker if a man couldn't control himself. So these are reaction. These are three things that men, when he's choosing a partner, notice that these three things, your confidence, you being comfortable with yourself and you being in control. None of these have anything to do with your job, with how much money you make, with your body, if you sleep with him or not, with your house, with your car, with anything they have to do with you as your own person. A man judges a woman based on who she is, not what she has not what she does, right? It's not about having things. It's about who is she being right now and who can I trust that she's going to be when I'm with her and when I commit to her. The way that a man determines this is he spends time with her. He's patient. He is willing to wait it out. This is why guys don't rush into relationships and they're not going to make you his girlfriend in a week. He's not going to judge you based on one interaction. He's going to say, let's wait, let's spend time together. Let's see how she is as a friend. A lot of men, I think it's a great idea, and I do too, that they want to be friends with a woman first before they rush into choosing her as a romantic partner. And so I want you to consider, are you rushing and making decisions really quickly? Are you not giving yourself time to vet a man out? This is why they don't rush into commitment quickly. They say, I need to know if she's confident, if she's comfortable with her life, if she's in control. And he's going to spend time with her to get that information. And I think this is very, very smart that men do. And a lot of women don't do this. This is what I recommend to all of my clients, especially when you are choosing, spotting and attracting a man. So, so important. This is the qualifying process. This is what a man does to choose a partner. He qualifies her. He doesn't just pick her. He doesn't just commit. He qualifies. This is one of the biggest issues that I find that women make when choosing a partner They go based off their emotion, they go based off attraction, and they don't choose a man based on qualifying. And qualifying takes time. It takes a lot of experiences to see all these things with them. So let's talk about the two roles that women typically go into. These are the two roles that I see women go into subconsciously. And these are the things that make a man decide that you are not a high value woman. The two roles that a woman goes into subconsciously that makes a man decide that she is not high value is the role of convincer and the role of controller. What does a convincer look like? What does a controller look like? I think they're pretty clear, right? Just by the titles. But when you are a convincer, you just want to perform and produce and show a man and tell a man why they should choose you. You are really about forming and explaining and telling and really just trying to show a man that you are a person to be deemed as high value and to be chosen. And no one wants to be convinced. 
my ex-husband told me this great saying. He says, a person convinced against their will is at their will still. And it's true. When you convince me into something, you're twisting my arm and I may do it because I feel pressured and because I'm scared of you, right? If there's a gun to my head and I'm going to get killed, I'm probably going to eat the cheese pie. I hate cheese, by the way. If you tell me that I'm going to die, you're convincing me I'm going to eat the cheese. I'll throw up. It'll be disgusting. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine eating that because I hate cheese so much. It tastes so gross, but I will do it because I don't want to die. So you can convince me if I'm threatened enough, right? But no one wants to be convinced. And when you go into convincer mode, people automatically go into resistor mode. So notice, are you somebody that is trying to show and impress and tell somebody that you are a great woman? This comes off as so disingenuous. It comes off as insecure and needy. It comes off as fearful. And a man does not want to be convinced to choose a partner. He won't be convinced. He won't do it. He'll resist it and he'll say no to you and he'll see you as low value because you look really insecure and fearful and needy. And these are the three emotions that what I believe are the opposite of the comfortable, confident, and controlled woman. You're fearful, you're insecure, and you're needy. Those are the traits that men are repelled by. So if you're convincing, that's how you come off as. You come off as fearful, insecure, and needy. So notice, are you somebody that's trying to convince somebody? When I say performing and producing, you're giving things, you're cooking for them, you're having sex with them too soon. You're paying for things. You're trying to look overly sexy and show your body too much. And you're trying to impress them with what you do and what you have instead of who you are. This is very convincing nature. And a man does not like this. He sees this as very low value. The other one is being controlling. So both are very masculine energy traits, right? Because they're doing, but the controlling one is one that I see very, very often. This happens when a woman chooses a man that doesn't have all the traits that she wants in a man. And by that, I mean, a woman is very clear. I tell my clients, get really clear on the kind of relationship you want and how you want to feel in your relationship. And, you know, most of my clients say they want a protector, a provider, and a committed procreator, right? A very masculine, healthy man. And then someone who really loves God and has God in their presence. They know what they want in a man and they know their standards. And instead of sticking to their standards, they drop their standards they see certain things in a man that he doesn't have the things that she wants. There's a lot of red flags. She denies them and she tells herself, I'll just fix him. I'll just change him later. I will control him later. And she does this because she doesn't want to wait for a man. She's so unable to be patient and wait for the right man that she settles for the man right now. And this is a trait that, again, brings fear, insecurity, needy. You may think that you look like you're choosing the guy and you're like, no, I can make him better. I want to go by his potential. No, a man knows when he's not living up to his potential. And when a woman chooses him, she says, I'm not even doing that well. I'm not even living my life the way I should be. And she's choosing me. Dang, I'm not high value man. And she must not be a high value woman. This is subconsciously what he tells himself. Men may not consciously think that. Many men do. But when you choose a man and you settle because you're so uncomfortable with being alone and waiting for the right guy that you settle and you choose a man based on his potential, not on proof of his patterns and his character that you tell yourself, I'm going to change him. I'm going to control him. And then you stay with him and you just try to control him into committing to you, to choosing you, to changing who he is, changing his job. You end up complaining about him. You end up making him something different. And when a man is deemed as being changed or judged or being fixed, he looks at it like you don't trust him. You don't 
appreciate him. You don't accept him as he is. And therefore he feels like he's not respected and he will not be with you because that means that he doesn't feel loved by you. And remember, remember a man chooses a woman when he feels accepted, when he feels loved, when he feels he has something to offer a woman. And if you are trying to change him, he automatically knows that he's not being accepted for who he is and he will not choose you. A lot of women do this. So this controlling and convincing nature are so, so there's such masculine energy behaviors that if you have these traits, a man will deem you as low value. He'll think that you're fearful, insecure, and needy. And he does not want a woman like that. He wants a woman that is confident about herself and her life, comfortable in her own skin, comfortable by herself and with the man. She's in control. She's in control of her emotions, her life situations, her words, her behaviors, her vision for her life, decisions she makes. And that's what he deems as a high value woman. So if you see that you don't have these traits and I described more of the convincer, controlling, fearful, needy, insecure, got to get to that place, right? So I want you to uncover, how do you get to be high value? How do you change these? Uncover your own value. Think of yourself as a salesperson. You are in the business of you. I'm in the Annabelle business, right? When I'm looking for a mate or when I want a mate, when I'm choosing a mate, I'm thinking about what's going to benefit me most because I love my life. God helped me create the most amazing, amazing life. God loves me. I am the daughter of a king. I also want a man that treats me this way. I consider myself high value. And because of that, I know all the great things about myself. I'm able to list all these great attributes, right? So if you are doubtful about your value, write down things that you love about yourself. What are things that people say that they love about you? What are things that people pay you for? Because that means that they see value in it, right? What are your traits at work? What are things that other people say that they really find to be great attributes about yourself? And then I want you to consider to read the Bible because you are made in God's image. You are the daughter of a king. And when you learn that you are made in God's image, you are just like him. You have his character. When you learn about God, you learn about yourself. This is why I love reading the Bible because I'm always like, this is me. I'm learning about me. I'm like, wow, God is so amazing. He's so faithful. He's so forgiving. He's so merciful. I'm like, wow, that's how I am. That's my nature. That's my character. I have the ability to be that way. I'm so valuable. I have so many great things to offer a man. And it's only when you believe that you have a lot of great things to offer a man, that you have a lot of worth, that you have high standards, that a man will deem you as such. When you believe that, it plays out in how your behaviors are. It plays out with how you are with people. It plays out with your confidence, with your comfort level, with your self-control. This is so important to know. Write down all the great things about yourself. Write down what you deem as yourself as valuable, okay? Notice if you're coming off as convincing. Notice if you have that controlling nature. Notice if you're settling. Notice if you're fearful, insecure, needy. How can you get more confident about yourself? How can you be more comfortable being by yourself and creating a great life? Do you have those hobbies, those interests, those wonderful things that you love about your life? If you're by yourself and you feel really insecure, why? Why do you not like being by yourself, right? Why can you not control your actions? Why do you not know how to be self-aware? Why can you not pause? Why are you so reactive? If these are things that you suffer with, if these are issues that you struggle with, I want to invite you into feminine freedom. This is what I teach my clients to do. I teach you to get to be that single woman, to have that confidence, that comfort, to have that self-control. These are five of the main things that we work on in feminine freedom. We focus on very, very heavily on attracting, qualifying, communication, connecting with people, and commitment. These are all traits of the strong, confident, feminine woman. 
that I work with my clients to really harness so you can be that feminine leader of your life. Because when you have that self-leadership, that self-control, you can offer that to your children. You can offer that to your friends. And a man sees that and he sees it as a very attractive trait. If you don't feel like you have that, these are traits that you need to work on. Because here's one thing I want to leave you with, because I think it's very, very important to consider. A lot of people say, well, I could still get a man, even though I'm the way I am right now. Like I have a man, I have a boyfriend, maybe you have a husband and you have all these negative traits, these really unhealthy, low value, quote unquote traits. The reason you're able to get a partner, no matter how you are, there's people who are crackheads. There's people who are homeless. There are prostitutes. There are killers. There are psychopaths. There are narcissistic, unhealed, horribly sinful people in relationships. Why? Because love and being with people is our nature. Remember, God made you to be with people. He deemed it wrong or bad to be alone. He deemed it not good to be alone. So this is something that we always want is to be in community, is to be with people. When you're not with somebody, you have this desire innately to be with somebody. So you will choose a partner even though you're not good. A man will choose you even though you're not at your best, probably because he's not at his best and he just wants to be with somebody. Because again, our nature is just choose somebody. I don't want to be alone. So even the worst person in the world can get a partner. So I don't want you to write this off to say, well, I have a boyfriend. Well, I'm great. Well, I can still get a partner. You will. But what kind of partner are you getting? Is this a high value man? Are you a high value woman? Because I promise you, you attract who you are. Whoever you are, that's who you will attract to you. I promise you, this has been my experience. And I know that you know this inherently. This is ringing true for you. I know that this rings true. So if you're somebody that really wants to attract a high value man, you need to get confident. You need to get comfortable. You need to have self-control. And these are all traits. These are all behaviors. These are all patterns that a confident feminine woman has. And this is what I help women do in feminine freedom. This is interesting to you. Click below, learn about it. I invite you into the program. If you're listening to this in real time, we're in December. And before December 31st, we're still doing pre-enrollment, you guys. The program will never be priced as low ever, ever, ever again. I don't say that like jokingly or try to get you in. The program is going to be double the price that it is right now. So if you think that it's expensive now, I'm giving it away at a bargain right now. So that way you can secure your spot because I wanted to give people a chance that don't really have the funds, but they could figure out at least half of it, you know, the half that amount to get in. So if you're somebody that wants this program and you want to be in, don't wait to the last minute. Don't procrastinate. You're going to pay full price. And trust me, it's worth it. It's worth double the price that I offer the program at because I'm somebody who over delivers. But if you want to learn how to attract, qualify, communicate well, connect with people at a high level and commit. These are traits that I teach you in the program. Join now. I hope this episode served you and I can't wait to see you next week. I'll see you then.